Jesus, Jesus taking care of me. Look into the person's face. Say, Jesus is taking care of me. He will take care of you too. Come on, shout hallelujah. I believe that song is original. Is it copy original? If it's copied, I love this song. If it's original, I love it. I, I, I wish you sing it more this time around and let people hear it more and more. And I pray the Lord will take care of you in the name of Jesus. Favor will be all around us in the name of Jesus. You know, at times when choir sing, you don't know the one that they compose and the one that they copy. So whether you copy it, but the message is so unique and it will take care of us in Jesus' name. Let's raise our hands to everyone and say, Lord, you will take care of me in the name of Jesus. You will take care of me. Favor all around me. It will take care of me in the name of Jesus. I will not be stranded. Can you say those words to the Lord? Jesus will take care of me. He will take care of me. He will take care of me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, as we hear your word, we pray that you take care of us. Whatever represents our burden or trouble, let your word handle them for us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. Let me greet your neighbor. Neighbor, neighbor, I greet you. Hallelujah. When I traveled to Jebo day yesterday for a wedding and I carry one of my uncles with my car. And we are going, he asked me, I hope this car is not consuming fuel. I said, I don't know. I said, why do you ask? He said, the car is too comfortable. Because he crossed cross his leg. He said, it's spacious. I hope it's not consuming. I said, I don't know. Whether it's consuming fuel or it's not consuming fuel, I don't know. I just want to enjoy my ride and enjoy the journey. And I enjoyed it. Praise the Lord. So I thank you for joining mercy. This time around, as you buy food, you enjoy your car. Proverbs asking me this morning, how was the journey? I said, ah, hold up. I don't expect hold up now. Because when they increased the fuel, we thought that the road would be free. They said the road would be started. It was a very big hold up in yesterday. I said, ah, I will let you There was too much hold up yesterday. So that was to tell you that it was not water that they put inside. It was fuel. Jesus will take care of you. We appreciate everyone of you that is here. We know that anyone that is in church is purposeful. Because whether you are riding Okada, or you are riding bicycle, or you trek, it is purposeful. Movement now is now expensive. And you're coming to church this morning will not be in vain in Jesus' name. The Lord will cause his favor to shine upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to 3. We are in a month of greatness. And we must talk about how to become great in life. And one of the secrets of becoming a great person is by becoming a blessing. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2. Quickly we are going to 3. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shall be a blessing. Say, I will be a blessing. Okay, say to your neighbor very well, I don't know about you, but I am a blessing to my family, to my generation, to people around me, and I will forever be a blessing. One of the secrets of becoming a great person is by being a blessing at all times. So I'm encouraging you this morning, make up your mind that you are not going to be a liability or minus one. Wherever you are, occupy your space and be a blessing. Be a blessing to your husband. Be a blessing to your wife. Be a blessing to your parents. Be a blessing to your in-laws. Be a blessing to people.
people that might come around you because when you become a blessing you are automatically great we call people great because one way or the other they have become a blessing to us the practical definition for greatness is that this person is a blessing to me and that's why the bible is not missing it here i will make your name great i will bless you and you are going to be a blessing to other people to other people you are going to be a blessing to other people you are created to be a blessing so you are not created to think on your own space think on your own mouth think on your own life when you think like that you will not be able to survive but when you think about becoming a blessing you become great you will not only survive other people will survive because of you must become a blessing genesis chapter 18 verse 18 i know abraham is going to be a a great person and is going to become a blessing you must see yourself that way one of the things that i explained to men last week is that see yourself as a company as a business so things will not be expensive again and i'm also saying to the church this morning see yourself as a blessing to your office a blessing to your family a blessing to your parents a blessing and forever will be a blessing in jesus name seeing that abraham's has surely become a great and a mighty nation and all the nations of the heart shall be blessed in him abraham will become a blessing he will become very powerful and he will become a blessing to people say i am a blessing and i'll forever be a blessing turn to your neighbor say look at me i am a blessing to people around me i am a blessing to you and i'll forever be a blessing in the name of jesus say to him again i am a blessing to you can't you see that i'm a blessing in your life and i'll forever be a blessing in the name of jesus come and shout hallelujah apostle paul says his grace was put upon me to bless me and i labor more than all not because of my own effort but his grace was given to me to labor grace to labor grace to work grace to be a blessing may you receive it in the name of jesus how do you become a blessing so that you can become great in life how do you become a blessing so that you can become great in life you become a blessing through your assignment you must recognize your assignment and be devoted to your assignment on earth and i don't want you to be too religious about it if you are married your assignment and focus is your husband your spouse if you are not yet married your assignment and focus is what you are doing right now and to your parents it's your assignment your assignment can be to your mentor if you are working your assignment is where you are working be committed be devoted everything that you are doing is an assignment from god and i on friday i was telling you that when you work well some people will notice you and they will talk about you if you are not doing well in your assignment people will talk about it yoruba we say that is, is your assignment that you be judged whether you are hard working or you are lazy recognize your assignment and put your energy into it if you're a student your assignment is reading what we expect is success and my children know my focus i say i told omoba last week i said my weak point is where my children are doing exam i do just finish part and farm and that is my and they know it because i always want success ask me what you will need to pass i don't want failure ask me what you need if you like don't cook 
I like me, I like success. I like academic success. That's what gives me joy as a father. So anytime exam come, their bonanza has come. Ask me anything that will make you pass, I will supply. In fact, there are times I will ask them about them. What will you need to pass this exam? Me, I don't want, sorry, I want to pass. Is there anything you want me to do that will make you pass? Because that is your assignment at that time. I must focus it. So you pass through life as, as if they don't have any assignment in life. I came into the campus. One of the days they were doing an exam. And I saw some of our students playing heck in the morning before the exam. And some people were watching them. I became infuriated. Is it that these people don't know what they are doing? Or they carry or rejoin their pocket? Or they have a mind that they are going to cheat? I said, what is the impression that if your parents should hear that you are writing an exam and when you come to school before the exam is ready, you are playing. You are playing with your destiny now. So they should seize the table. Some of them, they will just risk us. We have read. We want to cool our brain. I said, what are you cooling? Put water. In our own time, I remember my sister will be telling me then, then if you want to hit the, this book that you are reading, be sleepy, oh. Because we put our leg in bucket of water. As if that is not enough, we put away, wet away on our head so that you don't catch sleep. I don't say that is the best. But make sure by all means that you are devoted to whatever assignment God has given to you. That is how to be a blessing in life. Don't walk through life as if this life is Eliasa. John chapter 4. Verse 34, Jesus Christ said, My meat is to do the work of him that sent me and to finish it. What is Jesus talking about? I'm passionate about my assignment. Food can stay. He said, Master, you send us to buy food. Here is the food. He said, An assignment is coming. Let the food be in the cooler. An assignment is on the way. Let food be in the cooler. My food is to do the work of him that sent me and to finish it. John chapter 9 verse 4. Jesus Christ said again, I must do the work of him that sent me. Why it is day? The night is coming when no man can walk. A time is coming that you will not be able to walk again. When you have the energy, put yourself in your assignment. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. When Jesus looked at the crowd, he had compassion on them for they were weak. They were fainting as somebody without shepherd. And he said, let us pray for the laborers. That the Lord sent a good laborers into his feet. Jesus was committed to his assignment. The only thing he sees is people that are not well pastor. A heart that is fainting for the word. And he was passionate about it. In temple, wherever he meet crowd, he was always doing it. Because that was his assignment. And he was focused towards it. You must be focused on your assignment. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. And first Corinthians chapter 9. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Let me tell your neighbor, say, be, be steadfast. Say it again. Say, unmovable. Always abiding in the work of the law for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. When you are committed to your assignment, you will enjoy maximum reward and you are going to be a great personality. Say, see a man that is diligent in his business, he will stand before king and not before mere man. To become great in life, you must become a blessing. To become a blessing, you can only be a blessing through your assignment. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. For though I preach the gospel, that was Paul, I have nothing to boast of for necessities laid upon me. Yes, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. 
men of greatness, they are men of com commitment. They even put a curse upon themselves if they don't do what they're supposed to do. Can you see that? Other people will say, I don't want any woe to come upon me. Paul says, let the woe be upon me if I do not preach. And yet some of people will say, hey, they step me. They talk against me. That's why I stop what I'm supposed to do. Paul says, woe betide me. Because even if I preach the gospel, there's nothing for me to boast about. In fact, woe befall me if I don't preach the gospel. I can that person not be an effective or a great minister when he's committed to his assignment. I pray you be committed to your assignment in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Ruth chapter 4 verse 5. And we are going to read 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 5 also. Ruth chapter 4 verse 5. Then said us, What day thou buyest the feet of the hand of Naomi, thou must also buy it also of Ruth, the Moabite, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. You, see? you cannot just marry Ruth and leave the responsibility. You are going to marry Ruth with the land in order to raise a seed for the dead. Say Naomi has returned, and there's a parcel of land that he wants to sell. You are the close man redeemer that should buy it. If you buy it, fine. But if you don't buy it, I will buy. The man said, "I will buy it." He said, "But listen, the day you buy that land, you are also marrying roots to raise a seed for the dead upon our inheritance." And the man said, "I cannot do it." You can't become great without a certain responsibility that is attached to it. The responsibility that is attached to becoming great is focusing on your assignment in life. If you do it well, you have reward. And you are going to be great. You want to be a great father, be committed to your assignment. Don't be a father that lives in the money without responsibility. Talk to your children. Do what you should do. And make sure that in your capacity, you are making provision for them. Christianity without responsibility is foolishness. Be responsible to your assignment. Be responsible to your assignment. Whatever you are doing, be focused on it. Recognize what God has committed to your hand right now. And focus it dutifully. Let no man say something bad about what God has committed to your hand. Do it well. And you become a great personality. In the name of Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 5. Be watchful in all things. Endure affliction. Be watchful in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Whatever God has committed into your hand, you have to make full proof of it. You have to endure affliction. You have to do more than is required. That is how to become great. You focus on your assignment and you do it very well. Great people become great because of a particular assignment that God has given to them and they were committed to it. You know, there are so many people that we see that are shining now. But behind the shining is a story of some setback. It's not just the glory. There's a story. There were rejections. Some of them even passed through a lot of things that you, they may not like to say before they were accepted. Before they were accepted. It's like that in life. But once your eyes is on your assignment, before long, you will be celebrated. And there are no assignment that is small. We don't compare assignments. Whatever God has given you part time, focus it and excel in that assignment. Don't say, I wish I am this. I'm the pastor. Or I'm the ogre in the company. It does not matter. Whatever you are found to do, whatever God has a portion to you to do, it could be KG primary school, or you're a professor in the classroom. Do it well. Focus your assignments and be impactful. And you become a great personality in that assignment. When you become a blessing, then you are a great person. 
let me preach to your neighbor say focus your assignments endure affliction be a great personality be committed to your assignments and god will not fail you in the name of jesus shout hallelujah number two things that guarantee greatness and make you a blessing is through your appearance your appearance must communicate message your appearance can be a blessing most people in the church don't know that appearance matter one ceo of a large corporation says 90 percent of people that were employed in his company were employed because of the way they look the first time they appear Ah, my friend, you can't be in Christ and look unkept. Most people suffer rejection in places of work because they have refused to be cultured. There are some places you can't be. You cannot walk into where you look like a ruffian or a thief or a yahoo boy. You will not be acceptable. Don't be acceptable. I told one of my brothers and I say your appearance is speaking volume of you. Forget about the story that you are talking. Your, the way you look is speaking to me. He said, what should I do then? So I say, cut this your hair and look normal. When you look normal, I'm not saying you should dirty. I'm just saying all these things that you are doing is selling you out. I don't need any preacher to tell me the kind of work that you are doing. Make your hair cut normal. You can do style. But you can't do kodo kodo rivalry. And I will tell you, I'm normal, sir. I can for you go, mini. My parents deceive. The first message that creates acceptance or rejection is the way you look. It's the way you look. And don't let any pastor deceive you. The way you look matters. The way you look create a barrier or an open door for you. You are a working message to somebody. Thank you. You are a working message to somebody. If you sack, sack in your room. There are some jobs you will not get by sagging. You can sag in your room. You can, you can do anything in your room. But when you are going for an interview, do some few things. I don't know what I'm going for this morning. Two people came to this organization this week to apply for a job. And I said, no, you can't come in. Can't come in. You can't say, I've been a secretary all my life and you don't look like one. <laughs> you, you must be neat. You must be neat. Whether you're a lady or you're a man, you must look presentable. The fact that you are born again does not mean that you should not be neat. And if your tailor is bad, try my tailor. Or try prostilo. <laughs> it's the same material. Same material. Different styles. Your appearance is important for you to become a great person. Your appearance is the first message. You pray to somebody anytime you are opening door is important. And as people will go for interview and they will not even look at somebody that is looking for a job. And the other person is a man came for the position of a lecturer with unkept coats and unkept lifestyle. Everything about him is scattered. Can't be a role model. A role model is somebody that is good in appearance. You know that your appearance matters. And it's important to take note of that. I'm, I'm going to show you scripture that talk about it. Ruth chapter 3, verse 3. Wash yourself. Put on your best dress. And create an unforgettable experience when Boaz sees you. Wash thyself. Look at it. Wash thyself. Therefore, anoint yourself. That is perfume. Put thy raiment upon thee and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. Make yourself presentable. 
and he will not be able to resist to. That was the advice of Naomi. Somebody say, but that is Naomi now. Genesis chapter 41 verse 14. Joseph was called into the president lodge. Pharaoh's chamber to the palace. Look at what it says. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him up a slave out of the dungeon and he saved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. He carried the anointing but he also carried good look. If good look is not important, God will not mention it. I can show you in the Bible how God anointed people that were rudy, handsome, good looking. In fact, when I was reading this yesterday, permit me to use this expression. One of the things that surprised me most was that the first blessing of Father Abraham was because of the look of his wife. <laughs> when, God called, when God called Father Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, I said, go to the land I will show you. Go to the land of Canaan and I will make you a blessing and I will bless you. And he moved into it as they were moving. He told his wife, my wife, I know you are beautiful. When people look at you, they will want to marry you. Let's play prank. <laughs> you will tell them that you are my sister. After all, we are sister before we get married. So tell them that you are my sister. And uh, let's see how the game play. And he said, because you are fear, beautiful. Genesis chapter 12. Some people don't believe it's there. God described beauty in the Bible. Genesis chapter 12, beginning from verse 14 to 16. He said, when they ask you, say that you are my sister. And the Bible says, the beauty of Sarah was reported to the king. And he said, oh boy, I like your sister. He said, why not? Pay money. <laughs> One of the sins of Father Abraham most time was that he traded the beauty of his wife for money. Read through to Genesis 21. And he collected a lot of money. The first king, king of Egypt, collected a lot of money. And God now plagued the entire house. He was just joking. So it was his wife. So he said, Ah, but sir, he told me, say, Don't worry, return the man's wife. So what about the money? God said, Give him. Genesis 21, Hamek also. Lord Sarah, took Sarah, pray for Abraham. And the Lord said that he's a prophet. Let him pray for you. Give him the money. And he gave much more money. So he said, appearance does not matter. You, you wake up, you will not bath. You, you never know how dirty people are until you live very close to them. Don't think it's poverty that makes people look haggard. It's not poverty. At times, it's dirtiness. That's the truth. You know why? You know why I'm saying this? I stay around students here. Some of them, they will attend class a whole day without bathing. Without bathing. They say, Mukanisari Loni, Mukanisari Loni class. And they don't know that other people are watching them. They say, Mumanti, where? One of them, two days ago, was putting all this soap on his face. All this soap. Around two o'clock, oh, I said, Come, come on, what is this? He said, People's name, people's. I said, Go around, go people's. Go around and wash your face and look decent. You are going out with all this soap on your face. Oh, say, Papi Pussy Loru. Why is he in the afternoon? You'll be kicking people's. For every one of us, you now look like a masquerade. Look like a masquerade, yeah. Go back and wash, your, wash yourself. And look decent. Look presentable. Appearance is important. Look at what happened. The Bible says that Joseph saved himself because he knew that in Egypt, when you are entering the house of a king, you have to be decent. And he changed his raiment. Prisoners have clothes, but he said, please, can you get me a good shirt? They say, why? Well, say, I'm going to see the king. He never know what the assignment is all about. But part of his preparation was his dressing. If dressing was not important, he will say, let me go the way I am. Just the way I was without complete. 
Don't do like that. If you have one shirt, iron it. If you don't know how to iron, see brother boy. Where people get up. Iron it. And look decent. Appearance is important. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 12. Is the anointing? The man is young and handsome. Anointing. And that's how David was anointed. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 42. When Goliath saw David, he also commented, This boy is handsome. Why are you choosing a handsome man to fight me? This man is looking the same. He was going to warfare. And somebody that was out of fighting was still seeing his handsomeness. Seeing him that is looking good. Whatever God has given you, the most important thing is packaging. Somebody say packaging. <laughs> Package yourself. Package yourself. Package yourself. Package yourself. It's packaging. And these days, packaging does not cost much. Package yourself. Package. It's packaging. Fix your mind on a particular look. Don't don't look 70 when you are 30. Don't look 70 when you are 30. Don't look 70. Look young. Because it pays to look young. We gave a man job then in the library. Somebody negotiated for him and in those days they give you a job. I don't know what I see happen right now. Once there's an opportunity, they give you a job without regularization. They now say letter of temporary appointment. But you know, when they give you that letter, you sign a form of assumption of duty. Am I right? You sign it. And most of the time, you now see the librarian or the or governor to stamp it. If we not sign it in essential. <laughs> we sign for somebody. And when he appear, my guy called for so I will like that now. Oh, he was telling me. This man is too old. Why should we employ this person? Oh, Benjamin Muni, Benjamin J. One, J. Baba Jodilo. This man be around one twenty. I say, I'll got one twenty k. Go to one twenty, and we we call the person that uh, the link for why he say, Oh, Yani Yalupo. It's look. It's look. But what makes people feel that he's old? And there are some people, if they don't tell you their age, they will look young. Are you hearing me right now? I don't want your classmate to look at you tomorrow. And they said, Are you serious? I said, No. Look decent. Appearance will make you a great personality. Daniel chapter 1 verse 15. The king said, choose people that are good looking. That's what the king said. Uh, they have understanding to say, but good looking. And the Bible says, 10 days after they chose their own meal, the meal of righteousness, the Bible says, they were fairer to behold at. And at the end of the 10 days, their countenance appeared fairer. Better than unbeliever that were drinking beer. If I look like a beer drinker, who will ask me? Uh uh. Pastor, I bet in Shashinabu, dear, dear. If you are not drinking beer, you must look like someone that is not drinking. Ah. Uh, should look decent. Ten days after, look at Daniel. And his friend, they were fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children who did eat the portion of the king's meat. They were looking better. So if you are righteous, you should look better. Are you hearing me now? Are you hearing me? Don't say, because I give my life to Christ. I gave also my look to Christ. So I've forgotten everything. Looking shabby does not make you righteous. It just makes you look unappointable and dirty. Looking good. Open doors for you. It opens doors for you. There are some places you get to where you are not dressed up to that level. 
you'll be feeling uncomfortable within yourself. Nobody will ask you to go away, but you'll be feeling uncomfortable. But when you dress well to match the occasion, you'll be accorded the desired results or the honor that you want. Appearance is number two things that make you a blessing. You can be a blessing to somebody by the way you look or by the way you smile. Because anytime you are talking about becoming a blessing, you think it's money. I don't have money. I want to give. Please, if we invite you for a party, put on your good dress and smile with it. If you are coming for church, we are coming for celebration, dress decently. It's not about what you don't have. It's about being neat with what you have. Prepare for the service on Saturday. What's the dress? And say, this dress is for my Sunday service. We are teaching you how to appear before great people. When you are also going for job, look at your shoe. If you don't have polish, look for anybody to help you polish your shoe and look good. If you are not looking good, you will not be happy with yourself. And you might be rejected once because you are not looking good. You say, I don't have money. It's not because you don't have money. It's because you don't have a dress sense. That's why you are not looking good. Yes. That's what they call dress sense. You must have it. For every occasion, there's a dress code that is important for it. In Matthew 22, he chased one man out because of his dress. My friend, where is the wedding dress? And the Bible says he was speechless. Matthew, 12, Matthew, Matthew chapter 22. The kingdom of God is like a feast. He said, and he said unto him, friend, how came thou in either, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Verse 12, verse 13 now. Put on verse 13. Then said the king to the servant, bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him in an outer darkness. There shall be weeping and glashing of teeth. And I've told you, anytime they talk about outer darkness, weeping and glashing of teeth, what does he mean? I've preached it before. What does he mean? Premature death. That will never be your portion in Jesus' name. What disqualify him? Here is garment. So appearance is important. And I pray that you always appear good in Jesus' name. The grace of God will be upon you. It will help you to keep yourself neat and to keep your clothing neat in Jesus' name. Say amen three times. Very important. Very important. The first message that opened door is the way you look. The way you look is important. Okay, number three things that make you a blessing to your world is your motivation. This be somebody that is motivating others. Your testimony. Why do I say this? Romans chapter 15, verse 13 and 14. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 and 14. Look at what he says. The God of all hope. Now the God of all hope fill you with all joy. Somebody say amen. amen. How many of you need all joy? Say, I need all joy. Are you sure? <laughs> say another amen. amen. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abide in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Verse 14. Look at what verse 14 says. Verse 14. And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that ye are also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Say with me, I am filled with all goodness. Some of you are not saying it all. Oh, yeah, stand up again. You are filled. Stand up again. Are you filled? filled. With what? With all goodness. Are you sure? Yes, sir. You are filled with what? With goodness. Ready to admonish one another. What does the Bible mean? Be willing to motivate each other to greatness. Stop discouraging each other. He said, the God of all hope. Fill your heart with all joy. We all need joy. 
What gives joy is motivation. When somebody says, ah, you are looking good, say thank you. You smile. Thank you. And I like your dress. Thank you. You are motivating. And your tailor did a good work. Thank you. When the thank you is becoming to power 10, your joy is rising. You are motivating the person to do better next time. I saw Prof. Cluth. I said, I like your tailor. He's doing a good job. He said, ah, thank God. Oh. But that man, I said, does he charge too much? He said, no, that, but at times, clothes missing. I said, it's better. If one is good and one is missing, it's okay. It has balanced one. <laughs> and I told him, I still need the number. <laughs> I said, he said, he can't let son know. I said, I don't mind. Mafika, your son is like, Mafika. I say, but the man is doing a good job. Now, the Bible says that your life is filled with all goodness. Use that goodness to admonish each other, motivate each other. One of the goodness that is in your life is your personal testimony. We are all successful in our own level the way we are. Yeah, that's the truth. Greatness is in you. You are successful. Somebody wants to get mad, it comes to you. Ah, and I like your family. How can I have a happy home? Say, ah, it's very simple. You have motivated the person. But say, eh, fake fake You have discouraged the person from getting married. The Bible says. Fill each other with hope and joy. People are empty. Fill each other. Motivate each other to greatness. We can help each other. That's how to move up in life. And you are doing well, oh, and I like you. And you know, when people motivate you, you are happy. Please sit down. Somebody <laughs> came up here to what the facility where we are doing Adekuli Ajashi. We have had some people that came here. Somebody came here some times ago and said, Ah, say Bubo Squinari. Then we had how many buildings then? Maybe two or three buildings. Oh, Mamma, you lost school in the metal. Had me. Building Sally. Esema. Abby. And he left. When we improve the facility, somebody came up here and said, it's true, any building, but program wa ali wabi, esesa, odabosa. He said, calling later. When are you inviting us? We are not inviting you. Daddy could have just spoken about six of them. They said, we like this campus. It looked like a university, a setting of a university. I said, say it again. Say it. Motivate me. <laughs> the setting. We like the setting. Don't know too big a camp, but very organized. Who is your master planner? He said, we like the setting. There was nothing here they did not appreciate. Please see that. I say, I know that will be approved. And even when they were reporting us to the vice chancellor, they were saying it, that campus is organized and neat. We like the environment. And one other person came and said, oh, we like the setting. We like the setting. These are things that motivate you that you want to do more. Don't use your world to destroy other people's life. People have invested in themselves to where they are. They might not have reached your expectation, though they have tried. Have you not tried? You have tried now. Uh -uh, how easy at the end, lagu. <laughs> don't say kill a war. He said, "Don't say go baramu now." Say, "Request sin and cause it be, be and cause it be." Don't be 
too critical to pull people down. You are filled with goodness. Use your goodness to motivate people. Your testimony. Use it to motivate others. How God has helped you in life. Use it to motivate them. Don't expect them to have everything that you have at their own level. People have levels. It's your level to help them. Motivate each other into greatness. That's how to be great in life. And you can see it all through the Bible. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Let your word be seasoned with salt, so it can admonish people that hear it. In other words, you put spices and salt into your mouth before you speak. You, you, you find a way of making sure that your, your, your word is actually motivated and not destructive. Let your speech be always with grace. Seizing with salt. That you may know how you ought to answer every man. If somebody says, Simufai, oh, fantastic. You are fine. Omar Jomalo, Abi. As Dr. we say, be careful the way you answer them, the way you talk to them. Make sure your word is motivated. Look at John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall cast again. Verse, verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never cast. But the water that I shall give him shall be him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Verse 15. The man said, Give me this water, your water, that I cast no more. Jesus motivated that woman from her point of weakness to a place of desire for greater things. Somebody wants a life that is better. You can press them down and say, Ah, you want to be like me? You When you look at me, you see the journey of a thousand miles. In fact, you cannot. If you have double life and you come again and come again, you cannot achieve what I've achieved. Jesus never says something like that. Jesus always motivates. Jesus motivated this woman to desire a better water. And the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. It was the word of Jesus that drew the strength in that woman to desire more. Do you know that you can actually bring out greatness in, in anybody? By speaking a word that will bring out their potential. And you can speak a word that will kill their potential. Can speak a word that will bring out their personality. That will make them happy. I can achieve this, yes I can. I can achieve this, yes I can. Motivate them into greatness. Motivate them. And all of us will become great in life in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, no one can receive anything except what? It is given to him from what? From heaven. If it's from heaven, we should use it to help each other and tell them, God gave me this thing. He can also give it to you. Hello, somebody. That's motivation, sir. That's testimony. God helped me to where I am right now. He can also help anybody. God bless me. He can also bless anybody. God raise me. He can also raise anybody. You are using it to motivate people so that they can become what God wants them to be. And I pray that you'll be motivated in Jesus' name. And I pray that you're also going to be a motivator in the name of Jesus. Your little success is a great success for somebody. Use it to help each other to aspire for more. Used to help each other to do what? To aspire for more. Used to help each other to do what? Isaiah chapter 3 verse 18 and 19. Forget not the formatting. Forget the formatting. Neither remember what? The what? 
Remember ye not the former things, neither consider what? The things of old. Behold what? I can't hear you. Motivate your neighbor. Say, God will do a new thing. You are not motivating well. Say, God will do a new thing. Say, I can tell you with assurance. New days are coming. Better days are coming. Glorious days are coming. God will do a new thing in your life. He said, would you like to see it? Come on, shout hallelujah. That is how God talked to people. Forget the former things. Former hearts. Former days. Whole things. And begin to think on the new things that I will do. Motivate people for a new beginning. A brand new life. And the Lord will give you a brand new life in Jesus name. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 10. 41, sorry, 41 verse 10. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed from your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Let's speak to somebody again. Say, fear not. You are not saying it well. God will help you. Rise on your feet. Glory. Glory. Raise your hands to heaven. Lord, I receive grace to be a motivator. I want to help other people to succeed. Help me, oh God, to contribute into other people's success. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and begin to pray and pray and pray and talk to God. That's how to become great. You become great by helping other people to succeed. You motivate them into their success. Lord, I will help other people to succeed. I will not be destructive. Lord, help me to be a builder of destiny. Motivator of people's life. Help me to inspire people with my personal testimony lord help me to help other people help me to motivate people with my word in the mighty name of jesus i receive grace to help people succeed in the name of jesus i am a blessing to my children i am a blessing to my wife i am a blessing to the church of god i am a blessing to my friend i am a blessing i must help each other to succeed i must help people around me to succeed in the mighty name of jesus i will not give up on anybody that god is not giving up on in the name of jesus i receive grace to motivate people into greatness motivate them into greatness motivate them into success Lord, help me. Father, help me. Help me to be a builder of destiny and not a destroyer of people's life. Lord, every blessing you have given me, I will use it to bless other life. I will use it to bless my wife. I will use it to bless my children. I will use it to bless the church. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, I am filled with all goodness. I will admonish people with the goodness of the Lord. Go ahead and say it. Don't be stingy. I am filled with all goodness. I am filled with all goodness to the brim. I am filled with all goodness. Sweet Holy Spirit, you have filled my life with all goodness. I cannot keep it to myself. I must admonish everybody around me with the goodness of the Lord. Yes, I must motivate people to greatness. I must help people to greatness. Open your mouth and pray. Anoint my mouth to be the mouth of a motivator. Somebody that is helping other. Lord, anoint my mouth in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer.
night, I was singing a song I never heard. Motiri ojurere baba mi o. Oluwati fi ojurere hami. God will help you to see goodness in the name of Jesus. You will have testimony that will motivate others. When the Lord blesses you, you will not keep quiet. Your testimony will inspire others to greatness in Jesus' name. Say, believing, amen. amen. Now, raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I want my testimony to bless others. Give me testimony of greatness in the name of... If you pray very well, your testimony is coming faster than other people. Give me testimony of greatness. Let me have success story to share. Let my testimony come quickly. And let it motivate every other person to success. I want to have testimony in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. You will pray for grace to look good and to look young and to look smart. It is grace and God will give it to you. You will pray never to be careless with your look. Even if the clothes is not good, let it be neat and ironed. Raise your hands to heaven. Father, I receive grace to look good and to look young in the mighty name of Jesus. My appearance will not betray me. In the name of Jesus, my appearance will open doors for me. In the name of Jesus, my appearance will not take me into affliction. My appearance will be a blessing, a compliment. I will not be casual in life in the name of Jesus. I receive grace to be well packaged. Package for greatness. Package for greatness. I'll be packaged for greatness in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Open your eyes. There's a prayer I want you to pray. There's a, a, a song people used to sing. They say, Very good. We are, we are going to have another one. I show her lots. I show her lots now. The Bible says there's an attire that is called the attire of an alot. I'm not saying you should not dress smartly, but there's an attire that is called the uniform of an alot. There's a uniform in the Bible. It says there's a cloth that is meant for harlots. There's a cloth that is meant for say, I'm not talking about gun. I'm not just talking about you being decent with your dress. I'm not talking about you looking like angel or like Mary. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about you covering your nakedness. I'm be simple. That's what I'm saying. I'm not giving you law on code of dressing. But the Bible says, you should not wear the clothes that is meant for an alert. What is the work of an alert? Alerts live by selling their body parts. They sell their body parts. So they advertise it. And God says, you are not an alert. You are not. And because you are not selling your body part, you cannot be exposing it. Cannot. It's not about religion. It's not uh, abundant grace people. They criticize me. No, it's not about that. There are some places we should not see. Because it's not a marketplace. So you cover things that you should cover. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying that know that there are dresses in the market that is meant for what? For an alert. And as boys also, know also there are some jeans that is meant for garage people. And wearing jeans is not a sin. But there are some jeans they call bad. Bad. That is bad people. Because you are not bad, don't wear it. Because you are good. The Bible says you are filled with the crazy army. Okay, if they call it crazy, it does not belong to you. Because you are not crazy. You are sensible. 
I'm just talking to you about you making a desire to be approachable, to be neat, to be presentable, to be prepared for greatness, just like Joseph. Not giving you a uniform or a color of a particular dress that you wear. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm just saying is that you must be decent, prepare for your throne. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, every crazy dress, take it away from me. Every attire of an allot, take it away from my wardrobe. I receive grace to prepare myself for my throne in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray that prayer. That's what we are saying when we are talking about appearance. I receive grace, like Joseph, to prepare myself for my throne. I will not dress shabbily, but I will not dress like an alot. I will not dress like an alot. I will not expose my body parts in the name of Jesus. I receive grace to be decent. I receive grace to dress well and to be neat in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. They say in those days, they are still saying it now, a word is enough for the wise. Number three, raise your hands to heaven. Father, with grace, I will focus my assignments. I will not be a disappointment to my family. I won't be a disappointment to my wife. I will not be a disappointment to my children. I will not be a disappointment to anybody that my assignment is connected to. With duty and responsibility, I will fulfill my assignment on heart. You must be determined to do it. My need is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish it. That is my assignment. My assignment to my wife, I will not fail. My assignment to my children, I will not fail. My assignment to the church of God, I will do it and I will finish it in the mighty name of Jesus. I will not be an irresponsible mother. Whether we have you an irresponsible father. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace to be dutiful on my assignment and to make people happy. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, this assignment you have committed into my hand, I will do it well. Jesus said, I must walk the work of him that sent me. Why it is day, the night cometh when no man can walk. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please, you can open your eyes. The greatest seed of becoming a blessing is by accepting Jesus into your life. Jesus will change you from inside out. Every time I'm preaching, we look hard if you are not born again. Why is pastor talking like this? But when you are born again, your thinking will change. It will make you a blessing. Unknowingly, you will be a joy to your parents. You will be a testimony to people around you. If you come to church, beginning from now till Jesus Christ come, and you don't deliberately give your life to Christ, you always bring sorrow to your family. Because there will be some things that you want to do that you cannot do. It's the spirit that controls the physical. You need to give your life to Jesus to live a life of blessing. If you want to be great in life, the foundation is that you must willfully surrender your life to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Then we help you to become a blessing. Let's close our eyes. Let's give some people opportunity. Close your eyes wherever you are. Close your eyes. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I want to give my life to you because I want to be a blessing. Lord, save me. Write my name in the book of life. Today is a day of salvation. I want to be born again. Lord, help me to be born again. I want to be a blessing. Make sure you are saying it to the Lord. Lord, help me to be born again. I am tired of living a life of sin. Close your eyes wherever you are. Begin to say, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me to surrender my life to you. Today, I am born again. Today, I surrender my life to Jesus. Today, I want to be a blessing. Today, I will not bring sorrow on anybody again. I will be a blessing to my world. Lord, help me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. 
If you have prayed that prayer, you are now born again. Please open your eyes. If you pray that prayer, see me after church. Let us discuss and I will give you some tips. And the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands together for Jesus. Do it better. Hallelujah. Yeah.